Happy Sunday, folks. This is Michael Mattis coming to you live from NYC. And hope your week was productive. Hope it was safe. Um, hope everyone in your family is healthy. Um, me, myself, I got to be honest, I stopped watching the news. Um, it's become to the point that it's like so sad that I don't even want to hear anything else. Like, my friends are already talking about it. Family's already talking about it. I don't want to hear any more sad stories. And I've lost one friend to the virus. Um, it was unexpected, but yeah, I'm, um, it's really, it's really impacting a lot of people. And I definitely, if you've lost someone, I definitely know what you're going through. But today we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about um, the economy and the stock market. So grab your pen and pad and grab a drink and tune in. So, um, this article comes from one of my favorite blogs, um, Robin Hood Snacks. So, in this article, they discuss, well, let me just dive right into it instead of giving you any hints, alright? So, there's no we in iOS, but there's an, there is an and in Android. Google and Apple are teaming up to launch a COVID-19 tracking tool. The new system, which will be introduced in mid-May, allows iOS and Android users, aka 90, 99% of smartphones, to voluntarily share data through Bluetooth transmissions and help organizations approve apps. There's no use of location data. It's based on proximity to other phones, and therefore your close contact, um, therefore close contact with other people. So. How does it work? So you basically download the app from a public health authority. The app exchanges anonymous identifier data with other participating phones you've come in contact with. If you report that you tested positive for COVID-19. Secondly, the app then alerts those phones owners that they, that they may have been exposed. Then the testing and the contact tracing cycle repeats. Thirdly, Google and Apple will build a functionality where iOS and Android users don't have to download an app and can just opt in easily. Um, so, continuing, Apple's iOS and Google's Android are historic smartphone operating systems. Like, they've been rivals for years. And fans get very heated, you know, with each other, so this is unlike any on. Un, this is unlikely any partnership that we have ever seen, and it speaks it speaks to the importance of the tool. And in closing, here's what's important. Um, tracking is key to testing, and self quarantining yourself to avoid infection infecting others, but we don't have a widely used tracking tool. This is what they're saying.
Google and Apple are the only ones who can launch this with a, in a, on a large scale in the U.S. Now, South Korea and Singapore have used similar COVID-19 tracking apps, which has been key to their success in containing the disease. Now, we all know how Google monitors the planet. And we also know how Apple, you know, collects everything that you do on their platform. And for them to team up and launch this, launch an app like this, raises some red flags for me. I know for one, I will not be participating. So if you guys want to do that, go ahead. But there's a lot simpler ways that you could go out when you're tested to find out if you have COVID-19. So that's either here and there. Either here and there. Um, okay, so going forward. So here, what's the what's the catch? You might be asking. Well, setting a precedent. It's rare to see two supremely competitive competitive companies unifying brains and business resources. But big tech must come together to fill gaps. Big government can't. To be successful, the system will need to will need to be widely adopted. Plus, tests will need to be available for all potential infected people. So, um, how do you guys feel about this? Do you think all my, I want to talk to like all my Apple fanatics, like would you guys actually go out there, download this app and have it, even though they say it's anonymous, you know, have your phone share information with another phone, whether it be another Apple or Android phone. Like, would you guys participate in something like that? I mean, Google and Apple already has majority of the information on you. So, why even give them more data? You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't, it doesn't um, sit well with me. It's, it makes me uncomfortable. I mean, it's already bad enough. They tracking everything we do. To do that, now you want to know about my health and what's going on with me physically? No. Not me. Not me. So, moving on, guys. Um, Alright, so, <clears throat> let it run down on a couple companies who've been affected by this pandemic. It's a bird, it's a plane, it's toilet paper, Tylenol, and a croissant. <laughs> now you might have been wondering, what the hell am I talking about? Well, Alphabet's Wing is the drone delivery startup created out of Google X Lab for the Save the World project. As part of an FAA-approved test project, Wings drones are flying groceries, medicines, and even pastries to early adopters in Christenburg, Virginia. Now, demand for its drone delivery service has surged dramatically, which could accelerate mainstream mainstream implication of this futuristic service. 
Um, I could definitely see a lot of companies doing this. Um, I mean, they're, Google usually leads the way in innovation and technology when it comes to services like this and the way the country is right now. Um, you might be seeing more and more of this in the future. Okay, another company who's been affected. Um, Olive Garden parent company Darden's restaurant sales are down 60% as 100% of its dining rooms shut down. But Olive Garden's takeout sales have jumped a whopping 142% while Longhorn Steakhouse 3x. Darden also served up news that it has $1 billion in cash on hand. That's a lot of money. And it's slashing. Expectations. No, it's slashing executive pay in half to help it survive through this um, drought. And the stock actually jumped 45% over the the past week so um in some further bag news who out there has used airbnb <laughs> or know someone who's used airbnb well i'm sure they're not being used right now why do I say that? Well, you know why. But here's what's happening. Um, Airbnb, there, you know, a lot of people are not traveling, so they can't rent the rooms or condos, whatever it may be, to anyone. So, you know, they're losing money right now. So Wall Street has actually listed them as a risk, risky stock. So... No one's broken travel rentals, so Airbnb needs cash, and sales could fall 54% this year. Wow. So what they're doing is raising $1 billion in debt, but will pay back that money at a 10% interest rate. That's really high. Um, I mean, 5% is high enough, but 10%? Sheesh. But, you know, they they get that money back, they could pay it back. <laughs> So, another company is um, Slack. Um, they're also in some trouble. So, they're trying to raise money to get out of debt. But they're, they're going to be paying that. They're going to be paying back their loan at a 0.5% interest, which is a way big difference. So, I know a lot of people out there, a lot of entrepreneurs that um, use Slack in their businesses. Okay, so... Come to an end here. Um, I'm going to touch on some commodities or what's going on in the commodity space. Sector, I should say. So, are anyone out there familiar with OPEC? Um, if, you don't, if you're not familiar with OPEC, it's basically a group of countries um, that come together, they meet. A few times a year to discuss the state of the oil market and they basically they basically set the benchmark of what oil prices 
are gonna be. So each time they meet, they either gonna they discuss either whether they're gonna cut production or whether they're gonna slow down production. And the leader of that organization is um, Saudi Arabia. So what's been happening is oil prices, oil prices have been um they basically been dropping around the same time the pandemic started, around mid-March. And uh, it dropped to like, in I think I would say late March, it dropped to its lowest price since 1991. So um, here's what their last meeting was about. Um, so Saudi Arabia, they m met with Russia they both jacked up production and flooded the market with oil. So, you know, if you jack, you know, if you increase oil production, demand is going to go down and prices are going to go low. So, um, three weeks ago, OPEC and 13 other countries, they met you know, secretly, and agreed to a big production cut of 23% to bring prices back up. This also goes to show you that companies like Exxon and Chevron, whose oil profits depend on oil prices, have little control over their performance and the OPEC gang. So, um, as of right now, prices are not back to their medium range where it was two months ago. We'll see, you know, when OPEC meets, you never know what's going to happen, but they basically set what goes on with the old production. So that's definitely a market you got to pay attention to if you're a stock trader or investor. But um, anyway, guys, that's it for today's show. Um, you could... Uh, Hit me up on social media. Follow me on Twitter, Michael underscore Mattis. And you could also uh, check out my website, thelocalceo.com. I'll be posting this podcast soon. So be on the lookout for that. All right. And uh, until next time, have a blessed and productive week. And stay safe out there, folks. Be alert. Be vigilant. Mattis Live. Over and out. Peace.